So I get the, the opportunity to be able to start our new Sunday series, uh, The King is Among Us. Don't you thank God that Jesus is here this morning? He is in, uh, we're in his presence. He's there everywhere, every time, no matter where we go, he is with us. And so um, we have a champion this morning. We know that Jesus is our champion, and he is among us every single day to fight our battles for us. He is every single day with us uh, to come against the enemy that wants to challenge our right to experience God's fulfillment uh, and uh, grace. He is every single day with us, among us, no matter what we're feeling, no matter what we're going through. He is our hope. And that's what this morning series is going to start off with. Jesus, our hope. He is the king among us, and he gives us hope. Don't you thank God for the hope that he brings? Thank God for the hope uh, that Jesus, uh, our king, uh, brings to our lives. He's a hope during our battles. You know, holidays are supposed to be a time of joy, of celebration. But for some folks... The holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving, whether it's Christmas season, can be very stressful, can be very disappointing for some. Depression can occur at this time of the year, anxiety, uh, simply because of rushing around uh, the, 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 the thought that you have to uh, fulfill certain things that maybe you're not going to be able to do, some for loneliness, missing a loved one. And so the enemy loves to bring uh, people at a time of the, of the year where there should be joy and thanksgiving as we just got done celebrating and, 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 and preparing for the celebration of the birth of our Savior. So many uh, find themselves struggling and fighting with thoughts of depression or, or having to deal with uh, the areas uh, of loneliness and lack of fulfillment. But I want you to see this morning just how much Jesus loves you through the hope that he has prepared for each and every single one of us. The hope of our salvation. Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 4, he records our Lord's first message. And I want to read that message to you. I want to encourage you this morning and let you know that no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you might be experiencing, no matter what shortcomings you might feel that are taking place in your life, this morning the King is among us. Jesus is our hope, and he has a message for you. And here's the message uh, that he brings in verse 18 and in verse 19. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty or freedom to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are bruised to proclaim the year of the Lord. There's sure a lot of encouragement and hope in this message this morning. And when you listen to the words of Jesus Christ, he covers every aspect, no matter what it is that you find yourself 
at this morning, where you find yourself at, no matter what it is that you might be experiencing, Jesus gives us a, a message of hope. Thank God for his message of hope. He says in his scripture that we read, he came to preach good news to the poor. Good news, the message of a risen Savior, the message of hope that can come into a life that is bruised and that is broken. What does that word mean, poor? Does it mean someone who is financially struggling, someone uh, who is financially broke? No, that's not what Jesus is speaking about here this morning. The word poor here means hopelessness of spirit. Literally means having no hope to offer on our own behalf. That's what he said that when he brings a good message, a message of good news to the poor. This morning, those who are broken in spirit, that we understand that by ourselves, we can't help ourselves out of that hopelessness. Some of us tried before we were saved. Remember how there was hopelessness in our lives? We had no future. We had nothing to look forward to. But until Jesus uh, came and touched our lives and we listened to the message of Jesus Christ that brought hope into that place of hopelessness, uh, this is what Jesus is talking about. Because by ourselves, we could not really help ourselves. It's the realization that by ourselves and on our own, there's no real resource, nothing that we can be optimistic about without the hope of Jesus Christ in our lives. We look into the, the streets, and especially during this time of the year, you see people walking, and they're just walking with their heads down. They stand in front of buildings. They stand in front of shopping malls. They walk the streets, and it seems like they just have no, nothing to look forward to. There's no future, it seems like they're looking forward to in their life. But friend, this morning, we have a message of hope to bring to those who are broken in spirit. We have a message of hope, good news for their lives, that no matter what it is they might be facing, maybe here this morning, you might be here and you're wrestling with hopelessness in your life. Jesus said he came to bring liberty, to set free those who are bound by hopelessness, those who might be spiritually lost and broken. Jesus cares. In Romans chapter 3 and in verse 23, because of sin... Because of, of, of offending a righteous God, which all of us have at one time or another, Jesus brings the good news of, of forgiveness. He says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it's when we understand that because of our sins, that that's what makes people feel hopeless because of the condemnation of our unrighteousness uh, that causes people to feel broken in their spirit, that we can't save ourselves. But yet Paul writes to the church uh, at Rome, and he brings uh, good news. I thank God for good news in a world filled 
with bad news. Every day, you can't turn the radio on, open a newspaper, a magazine, whatever, and listen to bad news. And this is what causes people to feel hopeless, what causes people to feel helpless and lost. And Paul writes in Romans chapter 5 and in verse 8, he said, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this way. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, there are people who are bound by the sin in their life, by habits uh, that are destroying their lives, by issues that are, they're struggling with that cause them to feel hopeless and uh, to feel helpless. But yet Jesus says, while we were yet sinners in our sin, our ugliness, our brokenness, Christ died for us. Thank God for that this morning. If you're here... You don't know Christ as your Savior. You don't know Jesus as uh, uh, the Son of God in your life. Then you have an opportunity this morning. Because it says that God gave His Son to the world that those who would believe in Him would have their sins forgiven, spend eternity in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the hope of our salvation. He is the hope of our future, not only here on this earth, but in eternity. In eternity. In Romans chapter 6 and in verse 23, it says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. People are wandering the streets. People come into churches all the time with no hope. And they're poor in their spirit. They're broken. And they're looking for answers. And they're looking for a release from that condemnation. And looking for a freedom in their lives spiritually. Jesus is the answer this morning. You have the message. I have the message. We take that message in the streets. Take that message to your job. Take that message to your work. Take the message wherever you are and let people know if they are poor in spirit, there is hope for their family. There is hope for their lives. This is what Jesus came to do this morning to proclaim, he said, the transforming message of a life they can have hope for the future. To bring hope, he came to bring healing into our lives. He came to heal us. Think about that this morning. Think about the healing that the hope of our salvation, Jesus Christ, brings and promises to the world. 700 years before Jesus was born and before Luke penned our scripture that we read, Isaiah prophesied about the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, in chapter 61 and in verse 1. He prophesied about the Savior and uh, what he was going to do and how he was going to touch people's lives. The very same words he says, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. That word bind means to heal, to put together the broken hearted. The word broken 
comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat. It means to be crushed into pieces, shattered, bruised, disconnected. That's what that word broken means. Think about those words, those synonyms this morning that defined brokenness. And I guarantee you, there may be some folks here today who come to church who are disconnected, whether it's from family, whether it's from, from reality, maybe it's from God, but they're disconnected in some way. They are broken, they are crushed, they're shattered, and they're bruised. You see, Jesus came to heal the broken. It's a good word, broken, to describe maybe people that we know, family members that we know who are broken in their spirit, especially during this time of the year. Brokenhearted, our Lord said, to heal, to, to, to touch, to set free, to liberate the brokenhearted. Brokenhearted literally means uh, that one's strength is shattered. Have you ever been brokenhearted? Have you ever had your heart broken by someone or something, a disappointment that just broke your heart? It just, like, it just takes all the strength out of you. Not only spiritually, but physically, you feel like you're done and you're finished. Well, let me tell you this morning, the good news is that that's why Jesus came to this world to touch your life and to heal if you're brokenhearted here this morning. If you know someone who has been shattered in their spirit uh, and in their life, bruised uh, in their dreams, uh, that's why Jesus came to bring hope uh, of restoration, hope of a brand new future in the Lord Jesus Christ. To heal, to bind up the brokenhearted. Good news. The promises of the Lord in Psalms chapter number 34 and in verse 38. It's the scriptures. You see, this is why it's important to read your word. Study the word of God. Study God's word. Read God's word because it encourages you. It gives you hope. It builds your faith. We know that. Not only when you come to church. Too many people just read God's word when they come to church. Study the Word of God every single day. Every single day. And I guarantee you, your hope will be strengthened every single day. Your faith will be strengthened every single and renewed every single day. Don't put it aside. What are the things... Let me ask you a question. I'm going to pause for a moment here. What do you spend your day, most of your day, doing? Well, after work. Or maybe even some during work. What do you read? What do you watch? What do you listen to? For how long do you do that? And how does that compare with the time you spend in the Word of God? What does the percentage look like? I would venture to say that it's probably minimal concerning the Word of God versus the other types of media that you spend your time viewing, listening, or or whatever, like reading. This is why so many struggle in their faith. This is why so many are deceived by the enemy. 
is because they don't turn to the, to the Word of God for their healing. They don't turn to the Word of God for their restoration of strength and spirit, for the hope uh, to be renewed every single day. They turn to other, other things. Stop that. Look at God's Word. Study God's Word. And I guarantee you, you will have a, a new faith and victory in Jesus Christ. Good news about the hope Jesus promises in Psalms chapter 34 and in verse 18. The Lord is close. Say those words with me. The Lord is close. Would you do that one more time? Who is he close to? Who does the scripture say he's close to? It says he is close to the broken hearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. That's Remember what I said? Broken hearted means crushed in spirit. And this morning there's good news. If you find yourself at this point in time in your life crushed in your spirit, if you feel like you are broken hearted about something, there is something that is tearing you apart. The hope that Christ gives for you right now is that He is close to you. He is close to you. That when we're being crushed and we're being battered by the storms of life, that's when God gets closer and closer and closer. Wow. The devil lies to us and says, God's not anywhere near you because of what you feel. Look at you. You don't feel good. You don't feel spiritual. You feel crushed. You feel broken. You don't feel whole. You feel discouraged. Let me tell you something. That is when God is the closest to you when you are broken in your spirit. That's the hope that God gives to us this morning. Through His Son, Jesus Christ, the devil is a liar. And He wants to make us feel like we're all alone in our brokenness. He makes us feel like we're all alone in our disparagement and discouragement and all that's going on around us. But the opposite is true. The opposite is true because it says that God is closer. Paul understood this when he writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and in verse number 7. He realized that through his life, the storms of life, when he felt like he was being broken, crushed, when he was being uh, abandoned by those that he loved and cared for, those that he served, when he felt like he was all by himself. Listen to this. Listen to what he says. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. You see, these things that Paul is describing are times when we feel brokenhearted, 
when we feel bruised, when we feel damaged, when we feel forsaken and all alone, Paul says, listen, we are fragile. We are, are, have our flaws, but don't worry about that because it's not about you, but it's about the power that is in you. It's about who is greater in you than who is in the world. It's about the greatness of God's anointing and healing and love and hope that resides in you, that sees you through the rest of the day, that sees you through your brokenness and sees you through your despair. You see, it's the mission of Jesus as he preached his first sermon there in Nazareth to come to bind up, which means to heal, which means to set right and put in the right order. And we know that in this day and age that we are living in, there are more and more people who are bruised that need to be healed and need to be bound in the love of God. More and more people who are disconnected from God disconnected from family and loved ones. This is why there's so much despair during this time of the year. I read that one in ten millennials during this time of the year, before it used to be the older folks, it's one in 20 of the older folks who find themselves in, in, a, in a point of, of loneliness and depression during this time of the year, Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. But now it's come to a point, new studies have shown, one in 10 millennials find themselves now feeling lonely and alone. And what more can we offer to those who are feeling depressed, lonely, and discouraged then the hope of a loving Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of God, that can help them through this time uh, that they're going through. You know, you work with people, people in your family, people you go to school with who need to hear a message uh, of God's hope, of God's love, and of God's compassion. People who are brokenhearted, Marriages that are broken, homes that are broken, spirit wills that are broken. That the hope for them is through a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the psalmist says, the Lord is close to those who are broken and bruised, battered and despaired. In Psalms chapter 9, Verse 9, it says that the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of, of trouble. Psalmist is using the analogy of refuge in, in, in his day. There were the fortresses that, that were a refuge to the residents of the city. And there were gates around that, that fortress in the city. And that was a protection that was offered to the residents of that city. It was a stronghold during times of attack and assault of the enemy. And here's the picture that we have of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
that during the times that we are being assaulted, during the times that the enemy is trying to oppress us and come after us, Jesus Christ, uh, the hope of our salvation, is uh, a fortress of protection for those uh, who are oppressed uh, and a strength uh, in times of our trouble. That's the hope that God has given to each and every one of us here this morning through His Son, Jesus Christ. So maybe this morning you know someone who is spiritually bruised, spiritually broken. Maybe you here this morning find yourself in that place. Jesus wants to be your stronghold and your shelter. What is that one thing that maybe you have been battling? That one area in your life uh, that you have lost hope in, that maybe you look at it and you say, there's no future, that's over with, that's finished, it's done, there's no more hope in this. Let me tell you here this morning, it's never over till Jesus says it's done. Uh, Jesus is our hope. Uh, you fight through, you battle through, you have faith, you trust in God, no matter what it is uh, you're facing here this morning. Ask the Lord to heal those bruises. Ask the Lord to bind up those spiritual wounds. So this morning, have you given that despair, that discouragement, that bruise or those bruises, if that's the case, the brokenness to the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you asked him to bring healing into your life? You see, Jesus tells us in his sermon, the very first sermon he preaches, that he came to bring freedom, to liberate through the hope. When you have hope, there's a freedom that comes into a person's life. Without hope, we're lost. Without hope, we're bound. Without hope, uh, we, we have no future. But with the hope that Jesus brings, there's a new liberty, a new freedom that comes into our lives. He says there, he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captive. That's the hope of freedom here this morning. You see, many of us here this morning are already experiencing that liberty, the, liber the, the freedom that Christ has given to us both spiritually and physically in many cases. He's healed us. He has set us free. But then there still may be some who are still in bondage. You still are looking for freedom in an area of your life, whether it's in your thought process, whether it's a habit that has you bound. Maybe it's a, a freedom spiritually that you're struggling with. There's a stronghold in your life, whether it's fear, unbelief, and you're struggling with those areas in your life today. Well, see, Jesus brought a message of good news this morning. He came to bring you out of that spiritual bondage and to set you free from those destructive habits that may be tormenting you here this morning. Whatever those areas might be, John chapter 8, in verse 34, Jesus speaks about slavery 
And he talks about it in this way. He says, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. That word slave means in bondage to, under the dominion of, under the authority, under the power of. Everyone who sins is under the power and is in bondage to sin. But it says a slave has no permanent place in the family. But a son belongs to the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free without question. Free indeed. So here's the message of good news and hope this morning for you. If there is a spiritual bondage that you're in, Put whatever label you want on it this morning. It's not a physical bondage, but it's a spiritual bondage and stronghold. There's freedom for you here this morning. We're going to pray. We had people come up this morning, and we prayed. Maybe for physical healing, maybe some for spiritual healing. But that doesn't matter. We can pray again at the altar call. Can never pray too much. How many can say amen? And so maybe that's you here today. And there's a spiritual struggle, bondage, stronghold in your life, or maybe even a physical bondage or stronghold in your life. Jesus says that through his son, or through Christ, God says through his son, Jesus Christ, you can be set free. And when you are free, then there's no question about that freedom. In other words, don't let the devil lie to you about the freedom that you're in, about what God promises you. Don't let the devil lie to you about the salvation that he's going to bring to you. Because when Jesus says it, we have to believe it. When God's word says it, it's going to take place. How many believe that this morning? That's the word of God. And the bottom line this morning is that healing and recovery begins with a personal decision from you and me. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. You have to do it for yourself through the Son, Jesus Christ. And when we do that, he brings freedom from the consequences of our sin. Thank God. Thank God that he sets us free from the consequences. We know what that word means, don't we? Consequence. We've all had to pay a price for things we've done wrong at one time or another. In some form or another, we've all done that. That's consequence. And when we accept Christ, make that choice, that personal decision, we're free from the consequence of the sins and uh, the strongholds uh, that have uh, had us bound in Romans chapter 8 and in verse 1. The Apostle Paul proclaims our freedom. He says, so now... Now, right now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Wow, doesn't that sound good? Isn't that a good message this morning? That's a good message this morning. Too many of us listen to the devil instead of listening to God. Stop listening to the devil. Start listening to the Word of God. There is now, now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus, and because you belong to him or to Christ Jesus, 
The power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Freedom! Free from the power of sin that leads to death. Wow. He sets us free from the damage that sin causes. Poverty of spirit, broken heart, imprisonment, blindness, oppression, depression, you name it. We're free in Christ and free indeed. So no matter this morning, as I close this out, our music ministry makes their way to the platform. No matter what it is you are fighting, no matter what it is that you are battling here this morning, remember, Jesus is close to you. He's there with you right now. And he's waiting for you to ask for help. He's waiting for you to cry out and say, here I am. I am broken. I am hurting. I am disconnected. And I need a miracle. I like the way the psalmist puts it. In Psalm 39 and verse 7. And now, Lord... For what do I wait? My hope is in you. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for, the psalmist says. Why am I waiting? Why am I looking around everywhere when my hope is in you, God? So I put the question to you this morning. What are you waiting for? What's holding you hostage? Ask Jesus to set you free this morning, this time of the year that we're coming into a new season where we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who came into the world to bring freedom, to bring hope, uh, and to bring uh, healing.